Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 911 emergency. Police. Search goes on in San Francisco for the man known as the Zodiac Killer. In New York, the search continues for the 44 caliber killer. See if you can explain to me why I would want to be a Scientologist. Betches Media presents. Tell me we have a lead. Stone Cold, no. It was literally like the Hunger Games. Not another true crime podcast. What can I say? Tough titties. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey guys, welcome to a really special episode of Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's me, Sarah. I'm here with just Danny today. Yes, just just Danny. Just Danny. <laughs> oh darn. Uh, well, actually, we're here. Yeah, we're actually. I'm lying. We're here with a very special guest. Uh, uh, Brace yourself. If you're driving, <laughs> pull over and park. I know, Danny's like yeah. stabbing. You can't even get the words uh, it's out. So, um, we're gonna have. We're about to have an interview with Alexis Haynes, formerly known as Alexis, Alexis Myers. Um, get ready. We're going to talk about the bling ring, Nancy Jo so, Sales, her what, recovery from what heroin. She's up to, yeah, and um, it's. I know a lot of uh, listeners have found us from her. Shout out to uh, yes. And she kind of uh, talks to us a little bit more about what people get wrong sometimes with the bling ring, and also what was happening while they were because she <laughs> during all that they they were filming pretty wild. So yep. she kind of like dives in through all of that. But first, we're going to play a fun game. It was sent to us by Oreo. We're influencers now. Yeah, like, we're I, very cool. You know, we're carb influencers, which I guess, or sugar influencers, which yeah, I'm okay with. cookie influencers. I'm yeah. down. So Oreo is basically doing this challenge where they have a mystery flavor, and they're sending, um, I guess, like other true crime podcast outlets, this cool these, box. Okay. And we have the mystery Oreos. We have all these clues to figure out what the mystery Oreos oh this are. Is, it's a whole procedure. It's really fun. So honestly, I don't feel like doing the whole thing. Okay. It's really fun. We'll have to play it later with Casey. Yeah. Um, but for now, we're going to like just try try the Oreos and then we're going to guess. This is literally how I build anything from like Ikea. I'm like, there's so many instructions. I'm throwing them away and cutting right it's to the It's actually part. fun because it comes with its own like string board, like Charlie Day, <gasps> that meme where he's oh like a conspiracy <laughs> theorist. Like it literally comes with that so we could connect the dots. Also, these literally just look like regular Oreos in Wait. case you're interested. So it's not... I'm I'm skeptical. Let's let's taste oh, the flavor. Sm- okay, they what do they smell, smell like? They smell cinnamonish. Oh yeah, they do smell cinnamon. Oh, I like that. Okay. Actually, is this ASMR? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, sorry, we're chewing. Oh, I love this. Okay, it kind of tastes like when you'd go to McDonald's and you get a Happy Meal, and then you'd get the cookies with the Happy Meal. They were kind of cinnamony. Mm. Maybe like a little speculos. These ooh speculos. These also like Teddy Grahams. Teddy Grahams. Oh, you nailed it. Teddy Grahams. Teddy Graham flavored Oreos. I feel like that's not what they're going for. No, because I think that is a competitor. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. But I think Teddy Grahams, that hits. Wow. I, I love these. They're very good. And they literally look exactly just like a regular Oreo. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's delicious. So, all right. Teddy Graham flavored Oreos is our verdict. Yeah. Boom. All right. And keep listening for our interview with Alexis Haynes. Ah! Awesome. Well, thank you so yeah, much thank you. for this agreeing so to come on. Oh, thanks for having me. I honestly love you guys. And oh, I have to yay. say, 
I have to say the very, um, the bling ring episode that you did was probably the most factual piece of media that I've heard on the bling ring today, which is pretty incredible. Oh my gosh. You hear that Emma Watson. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's what I, yeah. (laughs) I knew I didn't read Harry Potter for a reason. Um, you know, and I just, I think it's interesting because you had all this stuff about Detective Goodkin, like you guys had all of the facts down, which so many people miss. And so I appreciate that. And obviously people, when I said this before, people were like, yeah, well, they were like super flattering of you. And I was like, you know what? But it, it is the truth. Well, cause um, I, cause I do feel like a lot of times in cases in general, and I feel like also it happened with the bling ring when you have like younger people involved and especially younger women, they kind of get the media sort of makes them a little bit of like a punching bag and people just kind of like can rip them down because it's like a funny headline and stuff like that versus actually taking the time to research themselves to see what is actually happening here. Yeah, it was an interesting time because this was back in 2009, 2010 and reality TV was really taking off. I would, I would argue that it was probably kind of it's peaking right it's peak. yeah, it was yeah. it was on the uptrend and um it was an interesting time for sure and we're still seeing the way that media portrays women and i talk about this on a regular basis like the jordan woods scandal with oh, yeah. the cheating oh, yeah. it's like everybody ripped her to shreds but no one was talking about tristan thompson who is the actual family member and you know the the one that is the cheater and, and also, has cheated on a regular basis. And yeah. that's not to excuse Jordan's behavior, but it's just like, it's very clear the way that the media portrays women in negative lights. And my biggest issue with, and we'll jump into the Nancy Joe sales thing whenever you guys want, is <laughs> yes. that the way that she described me throughout the article, like this, you know, she was wearing Louboutins with her long black hair and, you know what I mean? And, and and the way that she depicted me in that article, if you had a male serial killer or robber or whatever, you would never, you wouldn't be describing him like this in your article. Yeah, like you, they, you wouldn't be doing Right. Like, yeah. She didn't even describe the male kind of ringleader like yeah. that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he was exactly. like, oh, he wore a shirt. But yeah, Alexis had Tresemme. And you're like, who? This doesn't matter. <laughs> and like, you're just like, what, what, what is making like, that's not the important part of the story, but that's sort of what she jumped on. And it kind of is, I feel like what hit the precedence of everyone kind of then jumping on that bandwagon as well. Right. I get why she did it. Cause she was trying to paint a certain picture of you guys, but then it it's, I'm sure it was frustrating to read and be like, well, this is not the right picture. It was frustrating um, for a plethora of issues. The biggest, <laughs> the first and foremost was the fact that, um, you know, she came to us and we we made a conscious choice, my um, team, I meant, that we weren't going to take any interviews aside from one. And we were talking to Rolling Stone and other publications, um, if I recall correctly, from that time period. And my attorney selected Nancy off of what she had to say. Like what, you know, she said, I'm a mother. I care about Alexis and getting her story out there. She really portrayed herself in a way of like, I want to get out like the real story. And she also said that she wouldn't talk to any of the other members. So you can imagine my surprise as a 19 year old who's facing these big charges. Um, 
when I get the article and she basically just slams me throughout the entire thing and was not at all. Um, she didn't, she, she didn't stick to her word. And listen, I, back then I was really unlikable. I was really sick. I was addicted to heroin. I had so much trauma. I certainly was no mother Teresa. Um, but I'm sorry. Like it matters. It matters that you say that I wore Louboutins to to court. Right. It matters. Yeah. It, it does. Because it, it changes what the people that that are like across the country think of. You're like, oh, well, this girl. Just, yeah. Yeah. So it's saying like, oh, she doesn't take this seriously. Like this right. is a joke to her. When it's like it a very much show. so yeah. was not a joke to me. Like I was facing up to six years in prison. Mm-hmm. I was 18 years old at that time, actually. And I was addicted to heroin and I had years and years of undealt with like trauma. And all of this with like a camera crew there too. With a camera crew in my face recording a reality television show, which to be clear, because a lot of people don't understand this. I didn't get a reality TV show because I was in the bling ring. I had a reality television show and then I was charged with the robbery of Orlando Bloom's house. Yeah. Right. So. And then of course, like a, a TV production company being like I, I mean i don't have a lot of experience with them but being how they are they pro- they're not going to be like oh she's going through a lot let's be kind <laughs> they're yeah. probably just like yeah. shoving like so many things everywhere kind of making matters almost worse and you're like okay i'm dealing with all of this and then on top of that there's a light and a mic and i'm like what do i do yeah and i mean to be fair to them like they didn't sign up for that either so mm-hmm. they kind of had to make lemonade out of lemons like a real serious lemon yeah and so- <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah yeah, it was bad. Um, so, you know, but overall, um, I, you know, I, I have no regrets. And when people hear me say that, they're like, how could you not have regrets? Like, you hurt so many people, you publicly destroyed your life. And it's like, I wouldn't have gotten sober and I would have been dead by now. Mm. Like, actually dead had well, I not had all of that happen. It's sort of one of those things where you have to, like, hit a rock bottom of sorts to be able to, like recalibrate and think what do I actually want and what do I need to be doing type of situation? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of opiate addicts out in the U S right now. And, um, you know, we're all suffering and for me, it was just really public. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, my, my demise was on a public stage for, I always think about like, you know, I was put into the ring with the lion and everyone was throwing tomatoes at me. And that's just the way that it was yeah. for that time period, you know? And I feel like it's like back then too, it's like we didn't have like social media at the extent we do now where you can be like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what I'm feeling. This is what is actually happening. Like you didn't, no one had an Instagram to say their truths. It was all based on the media, just like perceiving things too, which is very difficult yeah. yeah i don't think it necessarily would have made a difference like the <laughs> yeah. second that the second that um i became involved and had a reality show like the media went haywire and it didn't really matter what i said and it's still oftentimes it doesn't really matter even what i say today like i still get people that are like how could you rob paris hilton and it's just like i didn't what do you t- like i didn't <laughs> like there's is there any point in going back and forth with these people like no you yeah. know no i didn't rob paris hilton I didn't you know what I mean it's just there's no point so what do you think is like the most common misconception that you just want to debunk that I was the leader of the bling ring 
Makes mm. sense. Yeah. And okay, we saw on Instagram a little while ago that you and Nancy Joe had kind of gotten into it. She was like, mm-hmm. I didn't block you on Instagram. What are you talking about? And then did you did she end up DMing you? Did you guys hash it out? Yeah. And um, I, I did an entire podcast episode about that um, yes. about a month ago. And I put everything like even court records and photos of me in the BB shoes and oh all gosh. this stuff up in my Patreon account. So if you really oh. want to check it out. Yes, we do. <laughs> You're getting some cash from us right now. You yeah. can. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, that is yes. Awesome. So, you know, what I realized in that conversation is, wow, this woman really is delusional. Like, she has a completely, <laughs> she has a completely, like, false sense of reality. And she makes up facts. She's like, you know you were involved with more than one burglary. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, there is no, I was charged with one burglary. Yeah, like, that's wow. all that, like, th- that Nick ever said that I was involved with. That's all. And I even put transcripts of Nick in his, I believe this is up there. I am 99% sure I could check right now, but transcripts of Nick's interview with the detective where he said I was only involved with that one house. And like all of this, she's just so, you know, she's like, you stole those Louboutins and wore them to court. And it's like, there were no Louboutins. (laughs) Like I even posted the stuff that the police took from my house, the like um, property that they believed was stolen, which Mm -hmm. I still didn't get any of that back and none of it was stolen, oh but um, they took all this property and I gave like the whole records, like nowhere on there is Louboutins. Like, I don't understand where she and also really gets this. So she's probably never going to yeah. apologize. She's like, never going to. No, yeah. she'll never own up to it. And you're wow. like, does she just want a pair? Like, is she trying to get like a deal from Louboutin? Like if she mentions <laughs> it 500 times, they'll send her something. <laughs> But that's all, that's very. Um, I feel like it, it takes a lot of like courage and sort of like a calm, centered presence to be like, all right, you know what? I'm gonna ha- try to have this conversation with someone that you know is only looking for like maybe like to kind of like undermine you and stuff like that. And do you feel well, what we could? Well, to to be honest, so I didn't know that she was gonna try to undermine me. Listen, it's ten years later. The bling rings in the past, and I wanted to have a conversation, like a real conversation. And I say this in the opening. She goes, "Like, why would you ever want to sit down with me?" And it's like because we're grown women. Like, we can't. I'm tw- almost thirty years old now. I was eighteen at that time. Right. Like, we can't sit down now and have like a real dialogue about like the way the media portrays women and how that impacted me and like where how can we go from here and is there any closure and like what an amazing thing would that have been right if we can show people that that this is what recovery looks like and I've been able to do this in almost all of my other relationships. I mean, there were people when I got sober who said they would never ever talk to me again and I'm best friends with them now like we can we can move past this and so for her to like just she dug her feet in the sand and sand and was like this is my story and I'm sticking to it and I get it because it has benefited her in astronomical ways I mean she says she she goes on to say that I'm obsessed with her and (laughs) okay Mariah Carey like yeah right (laughs) I mean, the whole thing is just really honestly comical. Um, but I'm going to keep talking about it because really the Nancy Joe meme has oh. nothing to do with her. It has <laughs> everything to do with me. Oh, because so. that is honestly, it's um, like the real crime is that how you didn't get an Emmy nomination for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I'm Thank like, because that was the range. I mean, 
Meryl Streep should take notes. Like it was so perfect. So great. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, cause you were talking about your podcast, uh, "Recovering from Reality." What um sort of inspired that? Because like you, uh, were able to get sober, kind of uh, exhale what, what for the first time. What inspired you to start the podcast? Yeah. So, um, when I first got sober, which was back in 2010, um, December 1st, I will be nine years off of heroin. I relapsed, relapsed in March, 2011. So I will be nine years officially sober in, um, March of 2020. But I, I'm really proud of the fact that I haven't used heroin since December 1st which it is amazing. Um, and I ended up just doing whippets, which was so dumb in my rehab. And I considered it a relapse because I was trying to escape. It was mm-hmm. ridiculous. But um, I got sober and I really made a conscious choice that I wanted to stay out of the media because I had seen so many people before me who are in the spotlight going in and out and in and out and in and out. And I did not want to do that. This was, I wanted to go to rehab one time And I wanted to better my life and I wanted to move on. And so I did do a few things here and there with Vice. um, And ultimately, I got married. I had my two children. I was a stay-at-home mom. And I've dealt with really challenging situations in sobriety, suicidal depression, light near-death experiences, um... I always joke that if someone asks you, like, what kind of trauma have you been through? I can mark, like, D, all of the above because (laughs) I've been through sexual abuse, physical violence, toxic relationships, divorced parents, um, early childhood sexual abuse and incest. I mean, like, if, like, I almost died from blood clots in my lung. I had, like, two really traumatic um, one childbirth experience that was super traumatic and one super traumatic pregnancy. So I've been through so many things. Yeah. And, um, and I've stayed sober through, you know, the last nine years. And I realized that I can't stay silent anymore. And I was for a long time because I was an active member of AA, which I'm not any longer. Mm -hmm. And we really believe in anonymity, Mm -hmm. right? And everybody knew that I was sober, but I was like, you know, I'm going to remain, I'm not going to talk about my sobriety in the public. And then I, I started doing some research in the last couple of years about how many people are dying every year from drug overdoses. And it's um, at about 75 to 80,000 people a year in the U.S. Wow. Wow. And I was like, I can't stay silent any longer. I can't. We have to talk about mental health and we have to talk about addiction, which, in my opinion, go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that trauma creates addiction and the only solution is is connection the connection we have with ourselves with um the collective and and our personal like evolution and so i came up with recovering from reality and at first i was like this is just going to be a podcast where i'm going to talk about my story and now it's blown up to something much much more i have a book coming out december 3rd which oh, is amazing. insane yeah oh um we're starting to do wellness events and um retreats and things like that so it's really just like 
it, it was a, just a passion project and then it blew up and it and I think the reason why it blew up is because so many people are dealing with mental health issues. I mean, one in two Americans suffers from um, mental health and issues. It's, so. and it's yeah, one of those things even... too that so many people are either afraid to talk about or don't talk about mm-hmm. or it's kind of it has a stigma that you're like, oh, I, I don't know how to deal with it. So that the fact that you can start this conversation is so important for that as well. Yeah, yeah. So what's the transition like? What has it been like making the conscious choice to not be in the public eye versus starting to wet your feet, do more interviews and just become more of a public presence? Um, Well, I'll tell you something that just happened. Um, I... 10 years ago, I went to the Brett Shapiro Foundation dinner. If you're not familiar, Robert Shapiro, who was, you know, he's like the biggest lawyer in L.A. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. O.J. Simpson's oh, yeah. His, son, <laughs> his son died of an overdose. Oh. And oh, he created the Brett Shapiro Foundation. And 10 years ago, I was loaded and went as a guest. And I had no idea, you know, the irony, right? Like... <laughs> Because I was addicted to heroin at the time. And um, fast forward last weekend, my husband and I attended and I was sober. And my friend who invited us asked me to do the red carpet with him. And I mean, the nerves. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. And the adrenaline. Um, and so while that is still really there, the, the, the butterflies, the, the anxiousness, um, there's also a gift and the gift is that when we heal from our shame, we're able to overcome anything in our lives. And I love Brene Brown and I talk about her often. She has an amazing book called Braving the Wilderness. And it's really just about finding out who you really are at your essence and at your core. And who I really am is I'm I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a woman who cares about people. I actively help people get sober every single day. I am doing amazing things to give back. And it's funny because back when I was on Pretty Wild, I said all of these same things, but I was really, and I meant them, but I was just so sick. I couldn't see how to get there. But throughout our history, we know that some of the sickest people in the world, like also did incredible things right? and transformed, you know, thousands and thousands of people. And I'm just out here trying to share my story and do the same. So if if walking a red carpet or being on a podcast like this helps people to realize that they can come home to themselves, that they are beautiful no matter what, and that they deserve, um, you know, peace and love and all of these things, then it's it's worth it to put myself back out there again. Definitely. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a good, uh, for all the people that you're inspiring that you may not know or know. And also just for your kids to see, like, this is, this is what, like, your this is what mommy's doing for the world. And this is a kind of an inspiring, like, you can overcome challenges. You can kind of put yourself out there. You can make all these amazing changes in the world and in yourself too. It was so cute. My, one of my daughter's best friends, um, her dad is a very famous singer and, um, (laughs) we were going to go out to dinner the other day and we were driving in the car and this was so cute. My, my little six year old goes, 
you know, sometimes I wish my daddy was famous like her daddy, but I know that my daddy is amazing because he helps people. And like, cue the tears. I started bawling and I was like, oh my God, like she's getting it. That this, what matters is, is our community. What matters is helping people. And that's far more important than being famous. Exactly. Not that he's not helping people. I'm sure he is in his own way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. she didn't get that. You know what I mean? She Ex- doesn't yeah. get that. And that's amazing too. That And that it goes to show how like formative like kids years can be. And it's great that they have the uh, guidance from you guys to sort of be like, you yeah, know, do some good, do some good out there. Oh, yeah. What's the title of your book? It will also be recovering from reality. I mean, it's Amazing. a good title. Yep, like, it yeah, it is a good title. <laughs> it's so fitting. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, it's it. It's all going to be when I initially thought, okay, it'll just be the podcast. And now I'm like, no, we're building an empire. We're building an empire about becoming your authentic self and loving yourself and helping others and waking up to who you really are. And so it's all going to stay in house. (laughs) I love that. What is the focus of the book? Is it going to be more of a memoir or self-help? It's kind of an interesting combination. Um, it, it will be instead of memoir with like, you know, here's some little tidbits of self-help. It'll be more like there'll be big. It almost kind of looks like Instagram posts Ooh. of like my lesson learned from each chapter or each part of each chapter and then like the story behind it. Cool. So um, there'll definitely be lots of juicy stories Ooh, in there. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and what I've t- what my biggest takeaway was from each experience. And Amazing. with all of the uh, empire growing, would you ever want to uh, welcome back reality or a camera involved? Or are you kind of like, you know, I like my, I, you like the ability to like edit, like have the podcast and book or something like that? Or would you want to take it to TV ever? I'm, I'm open. I would do everything different. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, Evan and I um, have pitched, so many times, um, uh, kind of like a docu-series covering mental health and addiction mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. the world. And um, so we've pitched that often. And because it's not, it's hard because the networks are looking for shows like Intervention, where there's mm-hmm. like huge meltdown, huge meltdown, huge meltdown. And then they're walking on the beach in Malibu, holding hands (laughs) into the sunset. And I want to go into the Amazon and take a look at how ayahuasca is helping people. And I want to go up to Vancouver to the safe injection sites and see how harm reduction is working. And I want to cover like medication management and alternative healing and all of these things. So Evan and I might and I think we will. Um, this will maybe be a 2020 goal um, to do a whole series. And we've talked to somebody who has suggested Quippy, which is kind of like a new platform for um, uh, broadcasting cool. shows and stuff like that. So we'll see what happens. Um, as far as reality TV goes, I've toyed around with the idea and we will see. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh, exciting. I mean, you guys are a gorgeous couple. You deserve to be on TV just for <laughs> everyone just to watch with jealousy. Yes. <laughs> but I love that. That docuseries is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I think 
think that's I kind think of all our questions. I guess because I know you got you're on the West Coast still, so we have to let you have your morning coffee and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I woke up this morning. I did my meditation. I already sent my kids off to school. We're oh. early. We're up at six a.m. Oh gosh. So yeah, <laughs> we really go for it at this household. So, so it's Amazing. lunchtime for you already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm already thinking about um, where should I go into LA and have a salad. Ooh, <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so it's wild. But thank you guys oh. so much for having me thank, thank you yeah. this is a, like a pinch moment thank you so much we love oh. you we love how much you like have a <laughs> kind of like helped the world and then like have shouted us out and it's just been so great talking with you yeah and if you come to new york we'd love to have you oh in God. the office okay well i might be in february Woo! for Woo! a event for the book so okay. i oh. will let you know yes. it's too cold in december or january yeah so yeah of, <laughs> end of february yeah, might, that's a good idea brave the cold and make my way out there so i'll definitely <laughs> let you guys oh, know awesome and thank you so much thank, thank you. you have a great day <laughs> you too thank you guys so much for listening to the interview and for listening to not another true crime podcast as always please rate review subscribe on please. itunes please um follow us on instagram NATC pod follow danny on instagram at cashmere danny cashmere with a k and cashmere follow sarah sarah f carter um Today's sign-off just comes from my brain. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Not Another True Crime Podcast. Have a nice life. Goodbye. Betches.